you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to episode 101 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. This week on the Urban Shooter Podcast, Mama Helen returns, Zombie Strike is here, a comment about the Obamacans and the Land of Oz, a reading of the gun show loophole from the American Rifleman, and the debut for that song I've been trying to get done for almost a year now. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. It's an original Black Man with a Gun exclusive. Check out our forums at blackmanwithagun.info. And a little bit extra, always on your favorite righteous podcast, The Urban Shooter. Casting from the holster on the belt of America's gun rights. Here's your host of the Urban Shooter Podcast and the Black Man with a Gun, Kid Bletchard. Thanks, Nate. I send you warm greetings from the nation's capital. This is another cacophony of audiological hyperbole, also known as the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank you for listening and being a part of my life. I'm your host, the Reverend Ken Blanchard. Check us out at blackmanwithagun.com, the forums at blackmanwithagun.info, and feel free to email me anytime at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. And we also have a toll-free number, which is 888-772-6262. This show is supported entirely by my family, the members of the Urban Shooter Association, and CrossbreedHolsters.com, makers of great leather products. You know, folks are listening to me from Washington State, Oregon, and California, and as far away as Estonia. Yeah. Big shout out to Ron somewhere in Iraq, Agatha, Michael in PA, Steve from the Valley in Pennsylvania too, Kelly, thank you for your email, Anderson, Joshua, my Navy Corpsman brother, and Matt, the video whiz. Yes, Frank, you got brothers also in Ohio. Michael is there. And a big shout out to Nate. Who did the intro this week? Oh, and did I miss you? My favorite righteous listener. Thank you. music going to end <laughs> I know you're thinking that right <laughs> I know it is uh, not the original artist this is a uh, a copy that I can use and I'll be having a blast in here I'm working with my Macintosh computer to Apple I finally got it working I uh, hooked up my PC software into a Macintosh and I'm uh, probably doing something that's blasphemous for a Macintosh person but what the heck we rolling up in here it took me a while to get going, but here we are. Episode number 101 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Dance, 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 no more. 
this official party started right after this with John Wayne's Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now for something completely different. <laughs> Welcome to Oz, folks. It's official. President Barack Obama is our new president. And ladies and gentlemen, the people that voted for him love him like a rock star. If you are involved in activism and serious about it, you're going to have to deal with that. You will lose your audience, lose your credibility, and lose your attention if the same people you are trying to convince to fight for the right to keep and bear arms hear you badmouth their American idol. This is the land of Oz. And you know that you write what you tweet about and say on the podcast stays around on the internet forever, right? So, if you thought you were in hostile territory before, you got another thing coming. You're in the merry old land of Oz. Or, to be specific, the land of the Obamacans. Don't give up. Can you even dye my eyes to match my gum? Uh-huh. Jolly old town. We give the roughest claw. That's Satan air of several fair in the merry old land of Mars. Ah. <laughs> 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 That's how we have the day away in the merry old land of Mars. I had to go way back for this one, but here's Mama's new theme music. You might remember it. Hi, this is Mama Helen. And we're back on the topic of what's the best gun for me, part three. The last two parts covered uh, two of the four fits. It's got to fit your need and it has to fit your hand. Any gun also needs to fit your pocketbook in the economic sense. Once again, you need to do some homework. It's a good idea to research prices so you can have a realistic frame of reference. Plan to do some browsing at local gun stores, which will familiarize you with prices in your own area. Online, you can find list prices and get a feel for what which manufacturers fall in your price range. Um, a comparison of the manufacturer's recommended price with the seller's price uh, can tell you whether that great little deal you're being pitched is great for you. Or just for the seller. Keep in mind, though, when you're looking at online prices, that you need to also look at what the shipping cost is and find out what cost uh, there will be for transferring the firearm because it has to go through a dealer 
and the dealer will charge you for that. Those prices vary greatly and uh, so it's good to shop around. Okay, you don't have to spend $1,000 to get a good gun, but you do need to spend in the hundreds. Your firearm is going to last you for years, even decades and lifetimes, if you choose wisely. It's something worth saving up for, like a house or a car, because it must be reliable. Even if you only ever need it one time in your whole life, it must work that one time. I would suggest thinking of $500 to $800 because that will give you some room for choice. It also, if you can find something at the lower end, will leave you money for additional supplies such as a cleaning kit or a safe or a lockbox. Also remember that you'll need training and range time, ammunition, and you're going to need to practice, practice, practice. So do count that as part of your cost. Okay, now you don't have to buy a big name or pay a big price, but you do have to have good sources who can help you avoid poor quality, especially if you are truly confined to the lower end of price range. Somebody who knows guns who can check one out for you if you're looking at a used gun to... um, to save some money is absolutely essential Um, if you especially if this is a first purchase which I kind of assume uh, you just need to have somebody who can check the gun out check its function check its condition because you can't just look at a gun and uh, know whether it's uh, in good shape or not if you really do have to stick to a, a very low budget, do not overlook the Humble Pump Shotgun because that is a very reliable and um, economical alternative. Mossberg's Mavericks uh, can be found at well under $300 and some of the 500 line uh, are not much over that. I'm a little bit leery about quoting prices Uh, specifically because we're kind of in an unusual spot right now where um, gun sales are very, very high, stocks are low, and prices may be rising. But uh, just kind of a a look at at the Internet and uh, my own store, when you're, if you're looking at a semi-automatic, you might get as low as 400, but if you're looking five or six hundred dollars, that's going to give you a much, much better choice and price range. That brings you up into you can find XDs, you can find Glocks, etc. Um, Taurus, which is a decent manufacturer, uh, even they're like four hundred dollars and on up. Okay, the final fit um, you've got to need to fit your taste. Got to be. It should be something that you will enjoy owning. And as we all know, there's no accounting for taste, so I can't give you a lot of advice. So there's not a lot uh, I can of advice I can give you on, on your own taste, except to say don't pick a gun just because it's cute or just because it's a certain color or just because it's a certain, you know, look. Um... 
make sure the all other fits are all in place. And once all the important things are right, then go ahead, suit yourself. Take care. Be safe. I am really liking that for Mama. I hope she thinks it's cool, too. It's Mama. Hi, Ken. This is Bob, a longtime listener to your uh, Urban Shooter. And uh, noticed that Crossbreed Holsters was uh, was, uh, advertising on your show. I just wanted to give them a plug. I've been carrying for about 20 years, and... uh, Started using the, the Crossbreed holster about a year ago. It is by far the best and most comfortable, and and really the best concealing in the waistband holster I have ever tried. I've got a drawer full of holsters, and I've got one in the waistband holster that I use. Um, best things out there. Glad they're uh, sponsoring your show for you. Uh, thanks again. Keep up the good work. Bye. In case you missed it, check out CrossbreedHolsters.com. There's a banner ad on blackmanwithagun.com. That's crossbreedholsters.com. Excellent! All right, this comes straight out of America's First Freedom, the January 2009 edition. And it's an article um, by Marshall Lewin. And it's about gun show loopholes. And I thought, if you don't get this magazine, and even if you do, you might have missed it. I want to read it for you here on the Urban Shooter Podcast because the article is dynamite and it's being missed. People need to hear this. Among gun-hating, freedom-fearing elites, it has long been an article of faith, if not fact, that American gun shows are a major source for criminals' firearms. Despite research in the past of the U.S. Department of Justice's Bureau of Justice Statistics and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, that concludes just the opposite. The gun ban lobby has long insisted that gun shows in the United States represent a vast, unregulated open arms bazaar for criminals and terrorists. They know most Americans never attended a gun show, so they figure the fear and mystery make for good political theater. Worse, Politicians have used the false pretense to try to ban all private transfers of firearms, which they slander as a so-called gun show loophole. Indeed, within four days of the presidential election, President-elect Barack Obama had posted an internet webpage at change.gov outlining his so-called urban policy agenda. Among his policy prescriptions, closing the gun show loophole. But the gun show loophole is a fraud a major new academic investigation proves it. In the first study of its kind, researchers from the University of Maryland and the University of Michigan have scoured 11 years' worth of data searching for any evidence suggesting that gun shows increase homicide or suicide rates in surrounding communities. They found none. What they did find is that gun shows are associated with a very small decrease in homicide rates in Texas, and a very small change in the method, but not the rate of suicide in California. In other words, in Texas, where gun shows are regulated very little, public safety actually benefits, 
but in California, where gun shows are aggressively restricted and controlled, there is no impact on public safety. This new study proves what the NRA, the FBI, and the DOJ have been saying all along, said NRA Executive Vice President Wayne LaPierre. Gun shows aren't a danger to anybody, he says, because gun dealers have to obey the same laws at gun shows that they obey everywhere else. All this nonsense about a supposed gun show loophole is nothing more than a scam to put government officials and Big Brother gun registration schemes in the middle of every firearms transfer in America, LaPierre said. Americans don't want that. NRA, ILA Executive Director Chris W. Cox agreed with that assessment. This exhaustive study reveals the fraud behind the gun ban's lobby claims, Cox said. Their schemes can't make anyone safer, but they will put your freedoms in direct danger. Loophole. Remedies that aren't. The study, released by University of Michigan's Gerald R. Ford School of Public Policy, examined every gun show and every homicide or suicide organized by zip code over an 11-year period from 1994 to 2004 in both California and Texas. The two states were chosen for several reasons. The researchers explained. As the nation's two most populous states, California and Texas, combined account for about one-fifth of the U.S. population, as well as a significant proportion of the nation's gun shows. Perhaps, most importantly, the two states' gun laws couldn't be much more different. While Texas gun laws are among the least restrictive in the nation, Californians are among the most restrictive, especially with respect to gun shows. This gave the researchers a way to test whether any gun show loophole actually exists and whether the anti-gun laws being marketed as a solution would do any good. In California, every gun show promoter must be licensed. Every firearm transfer requires a 10-day waiting period. Every purchaser at every gun show or anywhere else must undergo a background check. Private transfers between individuals are banned, so every transfer must go through a licensed dealer who must retain records of every transfer. In other words, for all 11 years of the study, California already had the laws that the anti-gun lobby claims will close the so-called, put up two fingers, gun show loophole. Yet those laws had no impact on public safety. After all, if the anti-gun lobby's claims are true, then in Texas, where gun laws are more relaxed, there should, there should have been more homicides and suicides in the surrounding communities after a gun show passed through the town. And in California, where gun shows are heavily regulated and the gun show, put up two fingers again, loophole, has supposedly been closed, if the anti-gun lobby's claims are true, there should not have been any increase in gun-related homicide or suicide. Yet, what the study found was that the gun ban lobby was wrong on both counts. We find no evidence that gun shows lead to substantial increases in either gun homicides or suicides, the researchers wrote. In addition, tighter regulation of gun shows does not appear to reduce the number of firearm-related deaths. Mountains of data show minimum effects of controls. In this groundbreaking study, Mark Duggan and Randy Jarmuson of the University of Maryland and Brian A. Jacob of the University of Michigan 
Dugan and Jacob are also research associates for the National Bureau of Economic Research, sifted through literally tens of thousands of data points to determine whether gun shows have any effect on homicide, suicide, or accidental death rates in the community surrounding gun shows in the days and weeks following them. In all, they looked at 3,417 gun shows, 2,221 in Texas, and 1,196 in California, as well as 106,205 deaths in the two states during the 11-year period under review. Using sophisticated modeling techniques, the researchers used the gun and knife show calendar, along with census and vital statistics data, to plot every gun show and every death in the two states by zip code, week by week, then looked for any trends to emerge. They looked at the number of deaths occurring within the same zip code as each gun show. Then, to account for people who attended gun shows from surrounding areas, they looked at deaths within 5 miles and 25 mile radii of each gun show. They looked at deaths in the week immediately following each gun show. Then they looked at deaths during the three weeks following each gun show, which should show whether California's mandatory 10-day waiting period for the purchase of any firearm had any effect. It's important to note that the study did not track whether any firearm used in a homicide or suicide was purchased at a gun show in either state or anywhere else. Still, if there were a significant correlation between the presence of gun shows and increased overall homicides or suicides, we'd surely hear about it as evidence from those who want to destroy gun shows. Laws don't save lives, but guns stop crime. In California, the effect of gun shows and the laws that supposedly, in quotations again, closed the gun show loophole in that state almost 20 years ago appear to be nil. For example, the researchers note that despite California's 10-day waiting period, the gun show restrictions, our findings indicate that in an average year from 1994 to 2004, there are four additional gun suicides in, in the entire state of California, resulting from the 102 gun shows occurring in the average year. But remember, the limitation of the study, there's no way to know how many, if any, guns used in suicide were purchased at a gun show. Even then, the report cautions, this increase is offset entirely by almost identical decline in the number of non-gun suicides, suggesting that gun shows influence the method but not the number of suicides. Indeed, one of the sad but remarkably consistent findings of mental health researchers is that no matter how many barriers society erects to try to prevent suicide, despondent persons simply find other ways to do it anyway and suicide rates and trends remain exasperatingly resilient. I think I just butchered that word. Yet, where California seems to derive no benefit from either its anti-gun laws or the gun shows that still manage to exist in that state, Texas, with its comparative lack of anti-gun laws, seem to positively benefit from gun shows. We find a sharp decline in the number of gun homicides in the weeks immediately following a gun show. The researcher's note of Texas, estimating that gun shows reduced the number of gun homicides by 16 in the average year. What's more, they write, unlike California, we find no evidence that gun shows in Texas influence gun or non-gun suicide rates. Maybe what California needs to do is lighten up and loosen up its laws. And maybe what the Obama-Biden administration should do, if it is genuinely, honestly, wants to make Americans safer, 
is stop playing political games with non-existent loopholes and make their urban policy agenda one of the prosecuting one of prosecuting criminals and allowing their intended victims to defend themselves. Because the results are in. And as these researchers prove yet again, the gun show, put up two fingers, loophole, is nothing more than a lie. According to the National Institute of Justice, National Survey of Private Ownership of Firearms, only a small, very small percentage of the firearms that change hands in a given year are transferred at American gun shows. About 4% of both long guns and handguns. Moreover, only a tiny proportion of that small number involves the criminal element. The U.S. Department of Justice's Bureau of Justice Statistics interviewed 18,000 imprisoned felons to find out where they had obtained their firearms. Less than 1% of them had got them through got their firearms through gun shows. So this latent so this latest research merely confirms that anyone familiar with gun shows already knew and what Obama, Biden and other gun banners choose to ignore over and over again. These researchers sliced, diced, dissected, cross-sectioned and digested this data in every possible way, said Cox. The only story they found is that there is no story. Gun shows don't raise crime rates. They don't raise homicide or suicide rates. And a small number of private citizens who sell firearms from their private collections at gun shows don't pose a problem. So why do Obama and company persist in perpetuating the fraud? Perhaps because they know that gun registration is the holy grail of gun confiscation and that confiscation can never succeed unless and until private transfers are prohibited. As Wayne LaPierre put it, all this talk about closing the gun show loophole isn't about guns. It's about control and ultimately about eliminating our constitutional freedoms. This has been from America's First Freedom, January 2009. Think about it. I'd like to introduce to some and present to others the Gun Owners of America. Now, in the last few weeks, as everybody has kind of geared up for the Obama election and have a fear that their rights are about to go away, we've made a big push for the National Rifle Association. Well, I want to give a shout out and some creds to another organization that I have seen fight for our rights the whole time I've been struggling. And they don't get as much props. And that's from my friend and brother Larry Pratt of the Gun Owners of America. And you can check out their site at gunowners.org. Now, originally they were founded in 1975 by Senator H.L. Bill Richardson, now retired senator. And he continues to serve as a chairman of the Gun Owners of America and brings his experience and leadership to the GOA. And Richardson is also an avid hunter and outdoorsman. Yep. I'm plugging something else. If you ever had any reservations about the National Rifle Association or you're not sure you want to join it and you want an alternative or you got it like that and you can join both, join the Gun Owners of America as well. The Gun Owners of America have never, never wavered from this mission to defend the Second Amendment. I mean, they don't compromise on squat. They are actually hardcore. And uh, between 
them and the Firearms Coalition, another hardcore group of Neil Knox's sons. They can get right in your face. If you like confrontation, if you don't like people who are watered down, who put it like it is, consider the Gun Owners of America. Remember, that's gunowners.org. And tell them Ken sent you. Peace. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. This is Zombie Strike. All right. The weather is beautiful. Must be about 80 degrees out here on Skull Island. And, uh, man, there's a whole bunch of folks on the island now. Nobody's left. Last we heard from was Nate. And, uh, man, I think Mitch is still here, too, as a matter of fact. Did Eric ever get off this thing? Man, we got a full house. Oh, I see somebody on the monitor. Let me walk on over here. Ah, I'm here, fellas. I'm here. This is radio announcer guy. We are here waiting to hear from Ken Blanchard before we strike out on Skull Island. Welcome to Zombie Strike. I hope you know the rules and uh, signed all the disclaimers and the waivers. And uh, how about you introduce yourself and what you're bringing to this party we call Zombie Strike. I am radio announcer guy. I have brought along a three-person team with me here to Skull Island. It consists of me. I am going to have two Glock 17s, plenty of mags, lots of ammo, and one tactical shotgun, 870 Express. That's going to be my, and that's going to be my weapons for this mission. I've also brought along my second team member. His name is Jim Bob. Jim Bob, how about speaking for us? <laughs> All right. I brought along one Glock 17, and that's because me and the radio announcer guy can swap mags and ammo in case we need to. I'm also partial to the Colt M4 select fire, just in case we get into it up to our noses and I need to get us out. You know, these are my two choice weapons. If anybody gets any closer than that, I might as well save a bullet for myself. <laughs> I'm ready to kill some zombies. Thanks a lot, Jim Bob. Thanks for giving us that weapons update. All right. We've got one more member of our team. He's bringing up the rear. His name is Ray. Ray, how about it? Hey, my name is Ray. I am bringing up the rear. What I have is a Taurus PT. 24-7 OSS in 45 ACP, and it has pink frame, and it is fantastic. And what else I have for the team is that if we need to take out a whole large crew of these zombies, I have all the grenades that you would ever want on your body, and I have got them. And we are going to take out some zombies on this excursion. So I am ready to go. And I'm going to be covering our hind ends. All right. Thanks, Ray. We appreciate it. All right. 
sound the board on the chopper. All right, y'all just make your way toward the chopper. And uh, as soon as you're boarded, the pilot will just take right off and he'll dump you off out there near bunker number seven. Um, your goal is to make it to eight and uh, there'll be food and supplies and first aid in case you scratch yourself, but hopefully not get bitten um, on your way to bunker number eight. Got it? And uh, radio guy, you're in charge. This is your team. Uh, good luck. And I'm heading back across to the beach and uh, into the command center so I can watch you guys. And I'll come back with you shortly. You guys loaded up and ready to go? Because I'm ready to kick some zombie booty. Yeah, I'm ready to kick some zombie booty. Yeah, I'm just ready to shoot something dead. Shoot it right between the eyes. Remember that team? That's where they need it, right in the eyes. Thanks for that tip, Jim Bob. I believe we're going to be dropped off at bunker number seven. We're going to fight our way to bunker number eight so we can take some cover. From what I understand, bunker number eight has some food and some supplies. We will be able to pick those up there, seeing as we make it. Oh, I know we're going to make it. I got enough ammo to take out a whole island full of zombies. Hey, and if we don't, I got the grenades. Take them out, too. All right, guys, the chopper's going to land. Go ahead and lock and load. Let's get ready to take some zombies out. And I know the way we are and the way I talk. There's going to be no way that the zombies are going to not know that we're here. The way I talk and with this voice, they'll be coming out of the woodwork. That's great. That's exactly why I joined this team. I was ready to shoot some zombies. Somebody land this chopper. I'm ready to go. Bob, you take the left. Ray, make sure you've got it in the back. I've got it covered to the right and the front. Here we go. Hey, I got this. Hey, there's one behind us. Uh oh. Stop for that 24 7 over here. Alright, guys, let's regroup. We've got the. Right here. I see this is a pretty clear area. Just got a little bit of thickness. You've been watching up in the trees and up in the come out of the woodwork. Because I've played with these zombies before. I know what they're like. I know when to see. They come out in the trees and their eyes are red. And they're going. And you just got to shoot them right between the eyes. All right, Jim Bob. Let's get back on the track. Get to Bunker 8. What is that guy here up in the distance? That sounds like Thriller. Oh, that was a great song back in the 1980s. But from what I understood, I thought Michael Jackson was over somewhere in England. But it seems like he's... some technical difficulties so I want to leave the, leave the guys down there for a few minutes again and where is that music coming from anyway 
stay tuned next week for our exciting continuation of Zombie Strike. This is Zombie Strike. Have you purchased your Zombie 3.0 targets yet? Well, how can you compete on Skull Island without some skills? The new Zombie 3.0 target features two shoot targets and one don't shoot target, exclusively on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Now, the Zombie 3.0 targets are the only official target that you can actually take a picture of and post on the new blackmanwithagun.com forums and show off your skills and actually get some tutorials on what you can do to shoot better. And did you know the price has been reduced from $2 a target to $1.50? That's right, 50 cents off. I finally managed to figure out the U.S. Postal Service. If you order 10, you can get them shipped by priority mail. $2 cheaper than before and probably in two to three days. Look for the links on UrbanShooterPodcast.com and UrbanShooter.us and BlackManWithAGun.com Black Man With A Gun by Ken Blanchard is a 148-page book with pictures showing the right way and wrong way to do things, different guns and techniques, and a great primer for new shooters, an icebreaker for the experienced shooter, and a tool for the activist. Black Man With A Gun is a book that easily explains and inspires with the humor of the most audacious African-American in support of the right to keep and bear arms, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard is a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counterterrorist, public speaker, and web personality. Ken has been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, the Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and now with his new podcast, The Urban Shooter on iTunes. In the book, you'll find a letter to my sisters, buying a firearm, the racist roots of gun control, the NRA, your rights, the police, religion, and guns. Get your autographed copy today by visiting Black Man with a Gun com or by calling 888-772-6262. Get your copy now. All right. That means it's time to go. Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This has been a good thing for me. I'm glad you waited for episode number 101. Big shout out to Jeff down in Florida. Thanks, man. Um, I do get your emails, and you can send me one, too at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com and leave that toll-free number or leave that number, leave that call, leave that voicemail, there we go, at my toll-free number, which is 888-772-6262. And you can do like Nate did and send contributions for Zombie Strike or help me uh, with my announcements. If you have an idea for a commercial or a way to introduce the show, I would love to have it and use it, actually. And uh, this is all one big family, actually. And everybody who's a member of the Urban Shooter Association knows what I'm talking about because you make it real. Your dollar a week, four dollars a month subscription during, you know, through the PayPal thing is what keeps this show rocking. It really does. That little four dollars a month adds up after a while because it costs for bandwidth. It costs for new equipment, domain registration, software upgrades. 
and even gas. Yeah, if I got to go ride down somewhere and the wife hollers at me about who's paying for that trip, I can say the Urban Shooter Association did. And, you know, it's true. You're helping me with my activism and you're helping. Even if you don't know you're helping, you're helping. So I'm really appreciative of all those close folks. And you know who you are because I talk to you all the time. And if you want to join the party, if you want to join our group, the Urban Association, I think my lip just swelled up. If you want to join the Urban Shooter Association, you can too. For a minute, I had this flashback of that dude from Fat Albert with the big thing on his head, mush mouth. Yeah, that just happened to me for a minute there. Then you know it's time to go. But let me tell you one thing. Before I go, I finally got permission to play um, some music that I've had almost two years. Um, If you remember, I was trying to get a rap song, pro-gun rap song that I could use for the youth. Well, this summer, it's going to come out big time. And I'll probably use it from time to time as a theme or something. But the debut is right now. Show number 101. You're going to hear for the first time without interruption. Guns don't kill people. And the artist's name is Sun Tzu. Yeah. Same title as the guy who wrote The Art of War. Until next week, this is your friend and brother Ken. Wishing you peace, love, and happiness. From the Mario Land of Oz. One, two, uh, one, two, one, two, uh, check it out, uh, check it out, uh, one, two, one, two, uh, Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some of you constructive ways. This is a black man with a gun dot com exclusive. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. That's not misuse, they corrupt their ways. Uh, uh-huh. This the same story, but a little twist to it. I teach you about a gun and the proper way to use it. They tell on y'all lies, so please don't confuse it. It's not all about shooting up with rap music. Guns are not for robbing and flashing in the hood. Some turn cowboys like Clint Eastwood. I'd rather that they use their brain, but they don't think of that. They rather Take lives like a kleptomaniac. They don't think about the time to infatuate it with paper. Uh-huh. Too busy trying to be smooth like Beverly with a chaser. It's time for me to face you and let you know that that nonsense is not hot. Some too busy trying to run and invade the cops. I understand the guns are made to pop. Some just try to shoot and get juice like pop. Someone tell me when the drama and the nonsense stops. Women, uh-huh. guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. This is a black man with a gun.com exclusive. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. That's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Uh, I'm about to go ahead and set it off and sound the alarm. They're trying to take a right so we can't bear arms. Congress can't amend it, that's not the solution. Uh-huh. We got the right to have guns that's in the Constitution. 
I know they perpetrating. I see the nonchalant interrogations. That's what got me investigating. I know exactly what I'm facing. That's why I got the NRA, the National Rifle Association. So we fight for rights. So a firearm that we can own. Any king of his house should protect his throne. Ain't really been violent, y'all getting us wrong. I feel like this whole song has been written in stone. They're acting like guns created crime. Crime been here since the beginning of time. So I speak my mind, ain't got time to be silent. Putting down guns ain't the solution to violence. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways. This is a blackmanwithagun.com exclusive. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Um, uh huh.